Welcome to the What Moves Us podcast. I'm Natalie Reyna, a dancer and mover with a master's degree in clinical psychology and founder of Reyna Movement, an organization that teaches people tools to slow the motion of their lives and reconnect to their bodies. Join me as I talk with ordinary people finding extraordinary healing by connecting to their bodies through different types of movement. My mission is to spread the message that tuning into our body is not only accessible, but key to our mental health and healing journeys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What Moves Us. This is your host, Natalie Reyna, and I'm so excited to bring you episode two of season two of What Moves Us. Today, we're talking to Samantha Matsuda, a movement and visual artist currently practicing in Los Angeles, California. She has a collection of 15 years of studio and competitive dance training and ventured into a professional career at just 17 years old. Since then, she's competed as a semifinalist on season 14 of NBC's America's Got Talent, coached through Hip Hop International Las Vegas in 2013, and performed across the United States. Samantha has dedicated more than 10 years of teaching and mentorship, beginning as a teacher's aide for Spark of Creation Dance Studio in South City, California, running her own youth dance program, and leading groups of up to 60 dancers through live stage performances and competitions. Today's conversation is really interesting, and I'm super excited for you all to get to know Sam and her story of finding healing through movement. So let's get into it. Today, we are meeting with Sam Matsuda, and I'm super excited to have her on. Um, we go back for, you know, oh, for kind of a long time now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Super excited to talk to you and to let people hear your story because I think it's pretty amazing really <laughs> thank you so much yeah we've known each other I think it's going on like a decade I think so too which is nuts I'm like how is that even like that's wild to me so yeah yeah I'm so excited to have you on we've seen each other grow I think in a lot of ways and gone through I know lot, so yeah. yeah yeah and over the 10 years I feel like I've gone through very different phases you know totally. just in that time span alone yeah Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited yeah. to like get into it. And before we get started, um, I have been asking people if they have a way that they like to ground or center themselves before you start your movement practice or before you start your day. Um, so yeah. So I definitely use deep breaths um, more so now. So we could do that together. A couple deep breaths. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Maybe one more. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, that really helps already. <laughs> I know, straight. Yeah, too. <laughs> Oxygen kind of, to the brain. Yes, and the whole bod. Yeah, just kind of get that that flow in. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yay. Well, Sam. Yeah. So, um, just to give some background to you and kind of who you are. Um, can you talk a little bit about like where you grew up, like how you kind of got into dancing um, a little bit, just of kind of those background details? Yeah. So I grew up in San Francisco, the Bay area, um, technically a suburb next to San Francisco in a little beach town called Pacifica. And um I would say I've always danced since I could remember. Um, I grew up an only child. So I had a lot of time to kind of explore on my own and like find things to entertain myself. 
So I was always drawing or writing poetry and stuff like that. And um, I was really encouraged by both of my parents to do those kind of things. Um, and I've just always loved music. Um, my dad grew up like in the 70s. So he was super into hip hop and like Run DMC was like his era. Oh. And my mother was a little older. So she was more like into the Beatles and like vinyl records and things like that. So I feel like I've always had a really great appreciation for music in general. And because of that, I was always like gravitated towards dancing because mm -hmm. it was an activity I could do and really enjoy and um, definitely like escape into. Um, I can remember doing that ever since my first memories, really. Wow. Um, I would say I didn't start taking classes. Like I tried classes as a kid, but it didn't really stick until I was 11. And it was hip hop. Nice. And I fell in love. Ah. It was great. Totally. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, the era of the Jabberwockies. Like they were like the hottest thing at the time. Right. Um, and yeah, pretty much ever since then, I remember just being super eager to get into dance classes if I could every day, you know. Mm. Um, but it started off a few times a week and then just naturally turned into something um, I was looking into like teams I could join and performances I could do competitions I could do right and yeah um, since then I, I joined a professional team around 17 years old which is the team that we met on right right um, and yeah I was on that team for about six years um, I stopped around, I stopped dancing professionally around 2018, but okay. it's definitely always been an anchor in my life, whether I've done it professionally or not. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that like dance was kind of an escape. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like how, how was it an escape for you? Or like, what about it? Like felt like an escape for you? I feel like I could go on about it, you know, for days because I feel like there's just so many layers. Um, so I feel like movement is a great tool to enter flow state. Mm. And I feel like flow state takes you to another place, another realm, another reality, another feeling. And I just remember and still do um, I feel like that lets my imagination just flow and I get to not really even be myself as in Samantha, you know, I'm just kind of experiencing the music, experiencing my body. Um, and yeah, I guess that would be the best way I could describe it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. Do you think that there were things that were keeping you from like experiencing your body in a certain kind of way that like once you found dance it was like oh like this is like this is it you know oh totally yeah mm. <laughs> especially like oh this is it you know <laughs> I've always like the moment yeah the moment I found it I just always knew I loved it um I would say growing up as an only child 
um, is its own kind of isolating experience. Um, my parents, you know, they, they gave me attention and had a lot of one-on-one time, but then, you know, over the years, I would say it can get kind of lonely, you know, and I would describe like looking back, I was going through the motions a lot of the time. Okay. And there were just times where I should have gotten more attention, I guess, to be honest. Okay. And dancing was that thing for me, not only to receive the attention that, you know, we all need as human beings, but um, to kind of form my own sense of self as well in many different ways. So, wow. yeah. 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 It's like pretty powerful to like develop a sense yeah. of self through like finding this medium. I know. Yeah, I mean, I could go on about it, really. But then at the same time, it's hard to find the words. Um, I feel like there's so many different kinds of movements to be explored. And then through, you know, finding or searching or learning all the different kind of movements, you gravitate towards certain ones. And then through that, you build like this personality, honestly. And I didn't really realize that's what I was doing until later in my life or like the last couple of years. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there was something about hip hop that stuck with you. You said yeah. age 11. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like what, what it was like for you, like finding it and like feeling hip hop in your body? Yeah. Um. I remember it was mostly, I think the music that really, resonated with me it was a lot of R&B and neo and stuff like that and I already really enjoyed that stuff because it I remember it not really coming naturally to me at first like at least learning in those class settings because it was like choreography based mm-hmm. um and I remember just being so like a fish out of water for a while and I sometimes I wonder like what what made me continue to go and I think it was, I naturally like patterns and it was very satisfying for me to like fit the different movements into that pattern. Okay. Um, my, I think my brain just really got something out of it, you know, right at a really young age. And I think it's mostly that. I think it just feels so good to be using your body to be getting into this flow and using the music as the tool. Um, yeah, I think that was it for me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So finding those patterns kind of like bringing you, it sounds like into the present a little bit and just a little bit totally. more connected to like what you were doing. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, um, I think that's the first time I really I really used any sort of practice to be present. And Ah. ever since then, I've used it without even realizing it. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's fun to like look back because I think it's similar for me too. When I look back on my like dance experiences and whatever, I'm like, wow, I really was using it to like be present and to come back into myself. So 
I know. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. You just don't even realize that it's happening. <laughs> yeah. And it's so beautiful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So you were dancing at age 11. So that was obviously like kind of studio focused mm-hmm. training. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And then at a point you, I mean, you freestyle, obviously you do choreo too, but then your freestyling is also like incredible. So like, can you talk about finding that? Like, was that around the same time too? Or how, how, and when did that kind of come into your life? Well, honestly, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> um, I don't necessarily consider myself a freestyler only because mm-hmm. I admire like specific freestylers so much and they're so good, you know, (laughs) and you're like, oh my God, that's like, no, how could I even, you know, Um, but at the same time, and I've I've been learning a lot of this the last couple of years, like still appreciating um, the gift or the talent that I do have. Mm. Um, I have always freestyled, like when I was a kid, that's basically what I was doing the whole time, like we had um, a stereo system and I don't know if you remember at McDonald's, they like gave out CDs for a while. Yes. The kids we all, yeah. yes. <laughs> I was taking those and like listening to that and, you know, just going with the flow. And so it was totally freestyle for many, many years for me um, until I got more into the structured class setting. So I would say yeah, I guess I always had it. Um, and I, I, I'll always have it probably until, till the end of my days. Um, and I shifted probably back and forth. Like once I got into the class sitting, I was just very committed in learning choreography and like retention and performing and stuff like that. And I didn't really get back into the freestyling mode until we were on Academy of Villains. When we were on there, that's when I started to spend time nurturing kind of both mediums. So yeah, with AOV, um, the creators of the company were both from a choreography background and also a freestyle background. So it made sense that our training um, definitely catered to both. And so I would say maybe like 20, 2019 or so is when um, I started to care about freestyle again. And um, that's because I definitely fell in love with popping and uh, really, yeah, I guess just popping, waving, all that stuff. Right. And it's funny because when I first learned a piece that was like popping, um, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> how are you supposed to like have any muscle memory? The movement is so detailed. Like, right. uh, I, I can't get this stuff. Um, but then just because we were training on it so much, just eventually I was just like, oh my gosh, this actually feels so good. And the music feels good with it. So um, yeah, the last like, I don't know, eight years. Mm-hmm. I really loved it and I still love it. I'll, I'll still take popping classes and um, I'm trying to get better at it too. Still trying to train. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, that's what I, I wanted to 
I'm glad that you brought up popping because like, honestly, like that's what's so, I love to watch your popping videos because I think you're so incredible. Thank you. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so <laughs> anybody listening, go check them out because she's incredible. She's this crazy one from Montage Dance Studio where she's in a black and white sweater. It's crazy. <laughs> it's <insane. I> know. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> seriously Go check thank it out. you yes, thank you yeah um so yeah I so obviously you've had like these different waves of like um styles that like feel better at one point in your life or that like you know influence movement at a certain point in your life and I'm wondering like if you notice any patterns like do those those shifts kind of coincide with like shifts in your life that were happening at all we got oh totally here. okay yes <laughs> <laughs> <got the> big ones. <laughs> um totally um totally and I'm trying to think how would I put it so I think when I was first getting in the popping and and all that I mean I was also at the same time training in the like more buck style and like crump um as well through choreography which is a little bit different than like the original uh crump you know right because that's freestyle based but during that time I definitely was like getting in touch with the side of myself that was very aggressive and a little bit of an asshole okay to be honest which I think I needed because it helped me kind of like mold that part of myself Mm. you know um there are definitely times where I realized like, oh, okay, that's like a little bit too much, you know, around like 18, 19 years old. And um, it let me keep that part of myself because ultimately I wouldn't say it's a negative. Right. And it let, it let me form it into something I can use and that's beneficial, you know? Yes. Um, which I'm definitely still doing. I'm still trying to let myself step into that version of myself when it's appropriate. And then at the end of the day, still trying to maintain like being humble Mm. too. Um, And yeah, I would say after 2018, I definitely freestyled more. I've never stopped dancing, even if I didn't do it professionally. Right. And I freestyled a lot on my own. Yeah. I would say freestyle is something that's very like precious to me and like for my soul. Mm. Um, Wow. Choreography is still that at the same time, but choreography is definitely the tool that I use to show up in the world more. Uh, Very performative things like that which is still good but you kind of you definitely need both yeah 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 so that's how I guess I would say um during different phases how did I use different movement right yeah yeah I like I think it's interesting that you found yourself kind of developing the more aggressive side of yourself um Mm. like while like the popping and you know that was kind of the buck and the crump was kind of being developed um yeah and I like that you said too that it's not inherently like a negative thing because I think sometimes people can definitely think that but it's like sometimes you gotta 
be aggressive and you know yeah your life or your job or whatever um totally totally yeah um because the world is not always sunshine and rainbows not everybody's nice you know and so you definitely need a part of yourself that's going to navigate you forward against those things against those people um but at the same time at least for me um and I'm sure a lot of people agree that um you don't want to be that 100% of the time right you know right. and you can you could get sucked into it it sure. could be easy i guess yeah um so yeah it's always a balance it's always an upkeep yeah probably never going to end yeah so. definitely yeah i mean it's a constant it's constantly forcing yourself to look at yourself, which is hard. Like it's hard to look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> be like, am, yeah. I, am I the a-hole here? Or like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I know. Probably, but you know, sometimes it's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's okay. And yeah, yeah. So I know we just said the company that should not be named AOV, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's interesting because I feel like I have seen this shift in you, right? From being this kind of more aggressive, mm -hmm. like kind of person into this kind of softer, mm. you know, um, I don't know, maybe like more open or I don't know if that resonates with you at all, but that's how I perceive yeah. like your growth. And yeah, it's kind of interesting thinking about like, you know, the downfall of AOV and <laughs> just like how that all happened. Yeah. It's kind of like the the aggressiveness and like the mental toughness that it gave you almost like helped to get you out of that situation. Yeah. In its own way. And it's like kind of twisted yes. way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's definitely complicated. It's so complicated. Yeah. Like, and through the last like five years. Um, I've been trying to let myself kind of go through whatever motions I need to go through on that day of like um, being upset about it or like being angry about it. And then also being grateful for it because it definitely benefited me and made me tough and right. gave me some sort of tools um, to move forward in life and in the industry, especially Um and like trying to like weed through all the things that it actually made it harder for me to do it. You know, like it, um, I definitely, I've always was an anxious child, you know, and um, I was always very introverted, but after AOV, it like took something that was already kind of a problem, but minor and just like amplified it by a thousand where it was hard for me to even be in a class setting like right. I was just so uncomfortable um and so yeah it was hard for me to kind of process like what's going on with me uh, but thankfully over time I've been able to be more grateful and mm. step into the tough side of myself right. again that yeah. AOV did give me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about getting 
comfortable with movement again because I know Mm -hmm. well I just admire you because I think you've done a lot of like really cool like healing work of your own you know with kind of just like thank you this is like what I'm feeling this is what I think I need to be doing and I'm going to do it until and we'll see if it works or not and so I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that yeah um messy for sure (laughs) so messy sometimes um a lot of breaks too like I had spent a lot of time away from dancing and which was hard for me because I always had this voice in the back of my head that needed me to be productive all the time yeah which can be a good thing you know that can be beneficial and help you reach goals but I needed a break because I was definitely reaching burnout by like 2018, mm. you know, and I didn't even realize it. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, girl, you need a, a break. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so taking breaks, I think, was crucial for me. Um, I'm actually now grateful that I didn't just like jump right into something else that was going to keep me running um, as far as dancing because I think that could have spiraled into more traumatic experiences possibly. Mm. So I needed that time away to process. Yeah. Um, But just because I've spent like 20 years almost loving dance anyways, um, when I was ready or it's mostly music, you know, you're like, oh, music just feels so good. Like, how can I experience music right now? Um, That would be what would get me to like, get up and spend some time alone in my room Mm. and just dance. Mm. Um, Even if it felt super uncomfortable, because I just remember a lot of sessions where I was just like, oh, I just like feel so whack. Like this doesn't even feel good. You know what I mean? And like, I remember a lot of those. Of course. Um, Those were hard. Um, There were times where I was just like, gosh, is it ever going to feel good again? Um, And that would cause me to, again, I would take some breaks. It would Mm. be a couple months before I would dance. Um, But eventually I kept trying. It kept being something I naturally went to. And I'm very thankful for it because I think now I might not have the training that I would like, you know, Um, I think my skill level isn't to where I wish it was, but I know I have this part of my dancing that's very true to me and more natural to my body and more natural to like my psyche and my mind and the way that connects because I had spent so much time just on my own enjoying music and kind of getting in tune with that and getting through those uncomfortable sessions of just like, oh, nothing feels good. Right. Um, Yeah. Um, And I had just tried to set aside time definitely during COVID. I was just like, I'm going to dance every day after work um, for like four hours. And it would end up being like two hours, but that's good. That's still great. Right. And I I think that definitely changed the game for me. And um, 
help me have like a little bit of something to bring to the classroom when I did finally start going in uh, January of 2023. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ah, there's so much that I want to like ask about. Um, and Yeah. I also am thinking about like, I remember you and I went out to lunch one day and you were like, you know, you kind of shared your whole journey with me and everything, which like, I still like, I just love you and admire you so much. But there was a point that you were like, I, I'm only dancing until I, I feel good. And then I stop. I don't let myself go to where I feel bad. And Yeah. kind of like retraining that part of your brain to like, get back to that. Um, Yes. and I think the self-awareness in that like is incredible. And like, how did you know to listen to that part of yourself? I'm honestly, I remember that conversation. Yeah. I totally remember that conversation. And I remember kind of where I was at, at that point. And, um, I was at, yeah, that I was in that kind of like, uh, things are just feeling so uncomfortable. And I forget if it was a friend that advised me towards that. Um, but I think it was just, I definitely uh, listened to a lot of psychology information on YouTube and stuff. So it might have been a psychologist or something giving some sort of advice. And me knowing, though, that dance isn't supposed to feel bad um and up until that point dance had felt really bad a lot of the time <laughs> it felt so bad and um i think it was just that just knowing that dance is supposed to feel good and that i wasn't supposed to be doing what i was doing for several years <clears throat> and like continuing to dance even though I felt so uncomfortable Mm. and that I had more autonomy and I did have a choice um Yes. I also like what you were saying too about like rest and like taking a break from it. And so yeah like what what do you think that did for you and like getting you back to like where you are now, where you are feeling more comfortable with dance and more autonomous and feeling better about it? Yeah, it's definitely still something I work through. Like, I I still feel guilty <clears throat> most of the times that I rest when it used to be all the time. You know, I used to never feel comfortable um, resting. So we, we've made progress. Okay. See, I have days where I'm like, I deserve this. Like, even if I did nothing technically to deserve it, I still deserve it. Yes. Um, and just realizing that resting is part of the process to getting back into whatever productive mode I want to be in. <clears throat> um, Mm hmm. yeah, I, I think that's it. I think I answered your question Yeah, I as think much so as I too. could. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. And so as your philosophy on like training and movement has changed, like, do you notice any kind of shifts in like your day-to-day -day life, like in your outside of dance world? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 My, my day to day has completely changed Hmm. since January. Um, before that I was having a tough time, honestly, I 
definitely gone through like a couple months spells at a time where I was very depressed and I was definitely using weed to cope. Mm. And I had always thought like, oh, I don't have a dependency because I can take like months at a time without smoking. But then once 22 or 2022 came around, it started to really show itself like, oh, no, like I have a dependency. Oh, wow. And it's the only tool that I'm using to deal with the everyday stresses of my life. Wow. And yeah, I just I knew it was coming like a couple months ago. I was smoking every day, all day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I knew it wasn't good for me, obviously, even though there's people, it's California, it's legal, um, there's benefits. I know that um, it's never good to be dependent on a substance to relax. Mm. And so I tried to quit. And I did like this uh, simultaneous shift of as I'm quitting, I'm dancing more, which would make sense. Right. You know, dancing has always been that tool for me to cope. So I knew if I want to dance more, I need to stop smoking. <laughs> um, and if I want to stop smoking, I need to dance more. Right. So, and ultimately smoking didn't really help me that much anyways I just thought it did oh interesting okay you know yeah I was still very stressed out <gasps> right you know <laughs> right it's like now I'm just stressed out and high like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly like nothing's being solved I'm just high now <laughs> <laughs> and then when I'm sober whatever I'm stressed out about it's like right in my face yeah. which is causing me to smoke more um so <laughs> um so that's kind of yeah another reason why dancing and movement in general is like something it's a hill I will die on knowing that it definitely saved my life in many ways um and the more I dance, the more my life shifts in a positive direction. Hmm. Definitely, or more peaceful, peaceful life. Yeah. Wow. Ah, that makes yeah. me so happy. That makes me so happy to hear for you. Just yeah. like, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Of course. Yeah. And then, so now we're in the present day here. And hmm. um, so you're training, you're taking classes. Um, I've seen you do a couple performances like at Club Jete. Like, can you talk about like getting back into the performance mode and back into the class mode and how that's been for you now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yes, I'm trying to think to the Jete performances. Some of them were a struggle, really? to be honest. Okay. Some of them were a struggle, but ultimately um, a positive experience. Okay. Um, the performances that I did was with another person that uh, was on Academy of Villains as well, okay. Jesse Fields. So it was definitely nice um, to be doing a performance with somebody who was in the same boat as me. And he definitely tried to create an environment in the rehearsals and all that where um, it was supposed to be healing for for us Mm. 
Mm. Um, or for anybody that felt like um, they weren't able to enjoy dance mm. recently or if they could relate to that at all. It was supposed to be like, this is for us. We're supposed to have fun. Dance is supposed to be enjoyable, wow. you know, and community-based and we're wow. dancing with each other instead mm. of there being a competition or any of those feelings. Right. Um, so that was a, a huge help. Cause I didn't even, it was so hard for me to even go to rehearsals. Like every time a rehearsal would come up, I would just be like, ah, oh, it's hard to find the motivation to go at all. Right. Um, <clears throat> not because I don't love dance. So that would always be the internal struggle within me because I know I love dance. I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's just my body couldn't go. My body was trying to protect me and keep me from experiencing anything negative again. Right. Um, but it was good. Obviously, I showed up. I had a great time. People were great. And the performances were just based around fun and enjoying ourselves and enjoying dance again. But I will say during one performance, and I still don't know, it could have okay. it could have been him. Um, I missed my cue getting to my spot <gasps> at the end of the performance because I could have sworn that I had seen CJ right next to the stage. Oh, CJ geez. is the director of ex director of Academy of Villains, um, and it was like the VIP booth, and. It could have been him, honestly, because I know who was in that VIP booth and it could have been somebody that he had a connection with, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have a memory of like seeing whoever it was. It looked similar. Right. And it freaking me out. And wow. um, yeah. And it would kind of like stayed on my mind for the rest of the show. And it it's still upsetting that, you know, I was in a great place. I had a specific intention, like we're healing and it still Mm. affected me, Mm. you know, in that way and was like the sour taste Mm. (laughs) at the end of the performance. Um, And that's just my honest experience, you know, like it might not have been him, but I do think I am just trying to heal from a trauma and my body is trying to heal from a trauma. Um, and it's not easy. It's really tough. But I'm just kind of trying to take it step by step moving forward. And the more time that passes, the farther away I am from those experiences. And right. um, I definitely try to pace myself to make sure whoever I'm around, whatever setting I'm in, is comfortable for me. And that's like mm. my main thing. Like, it's not about the opportunity or like, who's been on a job that might, you know, might be great. Like, it's more about, am I comfortable? And if it's meant to be, it will be, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's That's like such a different lens to approach dance from. That's so different. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. From where it was too. Yeah. There was none of that. So all this stuff I'm just kind of like intuitively trying to feel out, you know? Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's 
I like that you're pointing out that like your body reacted in a certain way because like that's totally a trauma response it's like your body yes like so you can logically know something and you can know that like you know someone doesn't have power over you or you can know that like you're in a safe place but like your body doesn't like it takes time to remind it that like it's in a safe place like we're good like your nervous system can chill like so exactly exactly I think probably still a lot of people still a part of myself think that it's like you in your head when it's a little different it's like literally your body right has its own right the body keeps the score I haven't read the book but I kind of understand like the general message of um your body remembers the traumatic experiences and it's just trying to protect you right yeah so yeah yeah wow well your awareness is amazing and I've yeah I just always admire you (laughs) and now you're on to a new adventure so you started doing yes 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 can you talk about that that's so exciting I definitely think the only way I can move forward in the dance industry is if I'm also doing yoga at the same time wow like I don't think it would be possible if I wasn't doing yoga. And I'm pretty sure I started doing yoga first for like the first month before I even really was getting myself into any regular schedule with dance classes. Okay. Because I I needed that environment where the instructor is telling you, do whatever you want. Like sit on the floor for the whole hour if you want. Like you don't got to hit any postures perfectly. Like just breathe. Like (laughs) you're beautiful at the same time too. Like you're awesome. (laughs) I definitely needed that before stepping into the environment where you are being very critical and, you know, you got to make sure you're on point and all that stuff which is necessary and I get it but um I definitely needed yoga to ground me right and help me with my self-worth honestly as well Mm. and it's crazy how just simply like going through different motions can do all that for you Mm. but it really does and um I really fell in love with it um there were times where I did yoga after not moving my body for like months and I definitely have cried I still cry all the time during yoga sessions and Uh. I've definitely had like really good like releasing cries because um it was more so like I missed myself I had been neglecting myself for so many months um going to weed or whatever it was, TV, whatever the case was, and um, not really paying attention to myself and nurturing myself. And so when I would get back into like a yoga class or something and like moving my body, taking care of myself, I would I would cry just because I was like, oh, I'm sorry, mm. you know, on the inside. I'm sorry that I haven't been, um, I haven't been paying attention and loving myself. <clears throat> So yoga definitely does that for me. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, ah, thank you so much. I feel like you like, I know. shared so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> of course. Of course. So to wrap this up, do you, mm-hmm. so somebody who 
might be struggling to like love themselves or who is having a hard time kind of like looking at themselves or like knows that they need to Mm -hmm. make a change, but are kind of like scared to like, do you have Mm -hmm. any kind of advice or like, what would you tell, what would you want to tell that person? I would say, first of all, it doesn't need to be perfect. You know, if whatever you're struggling with, like if you, for me, I love junk food. <laughs> I, I love junk food so much. Um, if I am aware that it's now not good for me, I try my best not to force myself to be perfect the next day, you know, and like, okay, I got to eat clean and totally switch up my lifestyle starting tomorrow. Um it's just not realistic anymore. So I would advise you to just change one thing at a time. If it has to be one thing a week, then it has to be one thing a week, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And just try to implement anything that feels inspiring to you. Like I'm very inspired by different dietary things that might be good for my body um, and just adding something every once in a while, a new recipe, whatever the case is. Hmm. Um, and the same thing as far as moving your physical body, because this is your vessel and that's the avenue to really take care of yourself is through taking care of your body. So, um, if you need to exercise again, just once a week, exercise once a week and be patient. And, um, it doesn't need to be calisthenics like right off the bat or running a mile Um, (laughs) just stretching your body makes a huge difference Mm. Um, yeah I I love that I would say that yeah Yeah. give yourself that grace it doesn't have to be perfect yeah that's great that's great advice yeah no we all want to see each other be human right and that's something I'm telling myself like you don't need to be perfect like people want to see you be imperfect so yeah totally that's super yeah. true and way more relatable <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot easier it's like oh yeah we're all just kind of trying things and seeing what happens like <laughs> yeah yeah rebel against this weird thing that's happening right now where we all got to be like kim kardashian which again is, isn't perfect either right but you know social media makes us think we got to be plastic mm. and yeah. we don't rebel against that love it I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yay. Yay. Um, Oh my gosh. So exciting. And then, so if people want to find you, if people want to book you or hire you, if you have anything coming up, this is your like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to let the people know like where to find you, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So I do have my website. It's going to be samanthamatsuda.com. You can find all information on there. You could find the link to all my social medias through there. Um, you could only find also find my OnlyFans through there for the people that wanna, you know, subscribe. Um, I try to keep that low key. Um, also, what do I have going? I mean, once I have my yoga certification, I definitely plan to be sharing that with the people um, in different ways. I'm gonna be offering um, free practice along with hopefully like traveling practices. And yeah, once I get through some training, I want to give myself a couple more months. Please hire me as a dancer. That would be great. Um, Yeah, you could do that through my website. Go ahead and shoot me an email. 
Yay. And that's pretty much it, I think, for now. Yay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely be sure to put that like in the show notes. So check it out. Follow Sam on Instagram. Um, Insta Sam. You want to see her dancing. She's incredible. So don't miss it. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of What Moves Us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the What Moves Us podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe for more, and check out my website at reinamovement.com, R-E-I-N-A movement.com. Thank you.